Hi, good evening. My name is Tom Birmingham, and I'm chair of the Ken Energy Advisory Committee. And this evening, we're going to be presenting the energy aggregation program known as the Ken Electricity Choice Program. And the purpose of this evening is to welcome public comment on what we're calling our aggregation plan. And we're going to be joined this evening by two guests, Marlena Patton and Paul Gromer. They are both with us from the Massachusetts, or sorry, Mass Power Choice is the name of their company. And they are the broker consultants that the Canton has hired to help with the program. So thank you for being here. And so Marlene is going to cover the aggregation plan at a very high level. You should have uh, found at your seat a handout that's been put together <laughs> to help explain uh, some of the detail of the program. And uh, let's see. So part of the motivation for having this program, uh, the town has approved this as part of a town meeting back in 2021 to help increase the number, uh, level of renewable energy uh, that's coming into the town for both residents and commercial customers. And uh, this evening is a chance for us to comment on the materials, this aggregation plan that's gonna be submitted to the Department of Public Utilities uh, for approval. And Marlene will explain that timeline of how that works as well. So, um, I think that's all I had for now. Does that make sense to you? That's great. Okay, so with no further ado, Marlena Patton. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Um, so yes, hi everyone, I'm Marlena. As Tom said, I'm from Mass Power Choice. Um, we were hired by the town to support the development and implementation of this program. Um, so as, as Tom mentioned, it's called the Canton Electricity Choice Program, which is going to be a program from the town, so it's a municipal program, for residents and businesses. So as Tom mentioned, there's a particular reason for us to be here this evening. A program like an aggregation has to be put through a regulatory review and approval process by the state before it can launch. And before we do that, before we submit everything to the state, we have to make uh, Canton's aggregation plan available for public review and comment. And an aggregation plan is a governing document that explains how Canton's program, Canton Electricity Choice, is going to meet state regulatory requirements and also just generally be structured, how it's kind of going to work at a high level. Now this document does not include details like what's the electricity going to cost that you get through the program or how much renewable energy are you going to get through this program or even when the program's going to launch. It's not that kind of document. It's a very high level overview structure document. But there is a requirement that the town has to make that available to the public along with some other accompanying documents like an education and outreach plan like example mailing materials that will be used when the program launches to notify people about the program and their enrollment and like the model a model contract that the town will sign with an electricity supplier so tonight's presentation is really about taking you through that aggregation plan but in a way that's a little more consumer friendly than that document is because that document's written for state regulators not for the rest of us so we've kind of reorganize the content to make it a little bit more accessible. The public comment period has already been underway for a little while. 
So it goes through February 2nd. If you'd like to make a public comment about this that gets submitted with the documentation to state regulators, there's information at the end of the presentation on the last slide about how to submit all that information. So what is this program? It's a municipal electricity aggregation program. And if that phrase is as confusing to you as this dog is confused, Another way to think about it is just a type of group electricity purchasing. That's really all it is. It's also going to be a town alternative to all of that really frustrating marketing that we all get in the mail, over the phone, and some people even get at their door from electricity suppliers. This is going to be a town vetted, transparent alternative to that. So some benefits. Why on earth would Canton do this? What's in it for you? Well, one big benefit is cleaner electricity. As a large electricity customer, Canton is going to be able to get a competitive price for cleaner electricity, meaning more from renewable sources when they launch this program. So that means through the program, you'll have the potential to get more of your electricity from sources like the sun and the wind and less from fossil fuels. Another big benefit is competitive, stable prices. So what does that mean? When you don't have a program like this, and you have the utilities, your utilities price, Eversource's price for the supply part of your bill, and we're going to go into those details in a little bit more, uh, just in a minute. But when you have the utilities prices for your bill, which is kind of the default when you first open your account, their prices are changing all the time. And you probably heard a lot in the news about how electricity prices are soaring this winter and everybody's feeling the pain of that. Canton's going to be able to sign a long-term fixed price contract that while it's in place will protect people from seasonal price fluctuations. So through the program, you're not going to have seasonal spikes for your electricity price in the winter. You'll get a long-term fixed contract price that will give you predictability. Now, with that price, there is the potential for savings. There's the potential to save less compared to Eversource's prices. But they can't be guaranteed. And why is that? It's because, as I mentioned, Eversource's prices are changing all the time. And Canton's going to sign a long-term fixed price contract. And we don't know what those future Eversource changing prices are going to be. So we can't guarantee savings. But it is certainly a potential. Stability is really, though, a tremendous uh, benefit that we know is going to come through the program. And then another big one is consumer protections, another big benefit. So this is really something we're not contrasting so much against Eversource's basic service, but rather against those other offers that are out in the marketplace. When you sign one of those other offers in the marketplace, you're signing a contract developed by that company to protect itself. When you participate in Canton's program, the town is signing a contract developed by Canton with consumer protections in place. And that means that you're able to leave the program at any time, for example, with no fee or penalty. It means prices are stable and transparent. It means there's no hidden fees. It means there are a lot of rules around what electricity suppliers can and mostly can't do with your personal information. So consumer protections are another big benefit of a program like Canton Electricity Choice. What I like to always get out in front for everybody, though, is that Canton Electricity Choice is not going to be a replacement for Eversource. Eversource will be your electric utility while you live in Canton. They have a geographic monopoly. They own the poles and the wires. You can't get away from them, I'm afraid. 
So they're Canton's electricity delivery utility no matter what. They're always going to deliver your electricity and they're always going to handle your billing. But you have a choice in your electricity supplier and that's what this program is about. And an electricity supplier is a company that buys electricity for you. So through this program, you can, instead of having Eversource buy it, choose your own company. To explain that a little bit further, it can help to understand that there are three ways to buy electricity in Massachusetts. So when you first open your electricity account, Eversource both delivers it and also supplies it. So they provide you with two services, and that's on your bill. It's two separate charges, a delivery charge and a supply charge. That's kind of the default that's always there for you to go back to. And when they're buying it, that's that six-month changing price that I was talking about a minute ago. Your second option is to participate in one of those private offers that I mentioned that everybody gets in the mail and over the phone and then in person. When you do that, Eversource is still your utility. They're still sending you the bill. When they calculate the bill, they're using the price from that private company instead of their own fluctuating price. And then the third option is your town signs a contract with one of those same types of electricity supply companies, but they take the risk, they establish the contract, and you get to benefit from it. So that's what this aggreg an aggregation is, that's what Canton Electricity Choice is. And then, as a side note, I'll say Canton Electricity Choice is going to be something called a green aggregation. And that's because of the commitment to use the program to buy additional <coughs> renewable energy. So this is just kind of a, a diagram version of what I was just explaining in case pictures work for you, they work for me. So before the program begins, as I said, Eversource is both supplying and delivering your electricity. And you are there on the right, Canton end user, delighted with their service. This is the same diagram with the same players. The only thing I did is change the color on the far left. So once Canton electricity choice is in place, the infrastructure is the same. It's just that Eversource isn't both supplying and delivering. They're still delivering it. There's no interruption in your electricity in that relationship between them and you, the end user. It's just that somebody else is out there buying electricity for you. So the way Canton is developing this program is to give choices to the participants. Specifically, the program is being developed with three choices. So you as a participant will always have these choices when the program launches. The first one, Canton Standard Green, you see under it, it says automatic enrollment. And I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute, but that's the default. So what that means is that's the one you get if you don't choose something else. That's what the default is through one of these programs. The town had to choose one, so that's gonna be Standard Green, and the plan is for that to have more renewable energy in it than you get from Eversource. So more from wind and solar but we'll decide the amount down the road once we know what that's gonna cost and that'll come after regulatory approval is, is received. The second option is gonna be something called Canton Plus Green. That's gonna be an opt-up option and through that you're gonna be able to get even more renewable energy than you're gonna get through Standard Green. It'll cost a little bit more likely. You might even get as much as 100%. Again, that's gonna be a decision that the town will make a little bit down the road once they see the prices and how much all the renewable energy is gonna cost but you're gonna have two options there where you're gonna be able to get more renewable energy than you get by not participating in the program. Then there's gonna be a basic option, which is your opt-down option. That's gonna give you the same amount of renewable energy that you get from Eversource, 
but it can't in price for it. So it's really the same electricity that mix that you get when you're not in the program, but you're gonna get a town-specific price. It's gonna give you the same benefits of long-term price stability and consumer protections. So that's there for those who are really price sensitive. Canton wants to make sure that there's room in this program for everyone. And then on the far right, we have Eversource's basic service. That's if you don't want to participate at all. And so that's an important piece of this program. Participation isn't required. If you don't want to participate, you can stick with Eversource's basic service. And you'll get that same um, minimum amount of renewable energy required by state law as you would in the basic option. As I mentioned before, all of the Canton choices are going to offer this long-term price stability. The price will be guaranteed for longer than six months. Again, always savings can't be guaranteed, but the stability will be there, and Eversource's basic service prices change all the time. Again, we don't know how long those prices are gonna be fixed for yet. We don't know the renewable energy content yet, and that's because those decisions won't be made until after the program gets regulatory approval and after Canton can go out to the marketplace and get bids, prices, to figure out how much that extra renewable energy is gonna cost, what's the right contract term that's gonna provide the right value for the town. So what does this look like on your bill? As I mentioned, your bill has, well I didn't say your bill, but I said Eversource provides delivery and supply services. So on your bill it's two separate charges that are added together to make your total. Canton Electricity's choice is only gonna impact your supply charge. So your delivery charge <coughs> there, that's where you're paying Eversource to maintain the poles and wires, to deliver your electricity. There's a lot of regulatory charges embedded in there, and we don't have any control over that part of our bill. I wish I could say that Canton Electricity Choice was gonna give you a break on that part of your vote, but I can't. That's also the part of the bill where Eversource is gonna make their profit. The supply charge of the bill, part, part charge on the bill, is where you pay for the electricity itself. That part of the bill is the part that Canton Electricity Choice will impact. It's also not the part of the bill where Eversource makes their profit. Why I'm telling you this? Because a lot of people worry that if they participate in this program, they're gonna get worse service from Eversource because Eversource is mad at them for taking money out of their pocket. And that doesn't work that way. Eversource is really neutral. They don't care if you have them buy your electricity or you have somebody else buy your electricity because they're not even making a profit off that part of the bill. It's just a straight pass through. So with Canton Electricity Choice, you get to have a different choice there and a different price to calculate that part of your bill. If you participate though, as I said before, Eversource is still your electric utility and your primary relationship remains with Eversource. So this isn't a program that's gonna come in and change everything and make your electricity suddenly feel like this big nuisance and this big confusing thing. Eversource is still gonna deliver your electricity same as always. You're still gonna call Eversource if the power goes out. They're still gonna send your bill and they're still, that's still the only bill that you're gonna receive electricity bill that you're gonna receive through the program. You're not gonna get another bill, there's no extra secret charges on your bill. And if you or someone you know is eligible for any discounts through Eversource, like a low income discount, that still remains in place. This is a very important point. Through the program, you're gonna get a different price for the supply part of your bill. Eversource will calculate that. Then they'll calculate the delivery charges. And then on top of that, they'll put the low income discount. So it's still in place with no change. So you can assure friends and family about that. Now, let's talk a little bit about participation. It's gonna be really easy, and that's because by law, 
cities and towns have to use, have to run these programs using an automatic enrollment model. So what that means specifically is that anybody who has Eversource's basic service, so that means anyone who has not signed a contract with an electricity supplier themselves, anyone who has Eversource's fluctuating price is eligible for automatic enrollment in the program. So that means most people in Canton. If your account is eligible for automatic enrollment, you will get a letter in the mail before it happens. It's not going to be a secret. The letter is going to come from the town and it's going to have the town seal on it. If you get a letter in the mail and you think, oh, I heard about this town program, I wonder if this letter is from the town, and you don't see the town seal, it's not from the town, it's marketing. Remember, this is an automatic enrollment program. Anybody that's looking for your information is probably not part of an automatic enrollment program. We will already have your information. So just bear that in mind. People do get confused about that. Now, it has an automatic enrollment model, but participation isn't required. It's always your choice to participate in Canton Electricity Choice. The word choice in the name isn't an accident. The program provides you with choices, but also it's your choice to participate. The town cannot choose not to run it with an automatic enrollment model, but you are free to opt out before being enrolled, and also you can try the program and opt out at any time in the future with no fee or penalty. There's never a fee to leave the program. You'll get this letter notifying you about enrollment, and it will give you a solid 30 days to make up your mind if you don't want to be enrolled at all. So it's not something that's going to come and surprise you. So some common questions. What if you have signed a contract with an electricity supplier? So I was just talking about all these people on Eversource's basic service who are going to be automatically enrolled. What about people who made a different decision and have a contract? What about you? Well, you're not going to be automatically enrolled. Your contract's going to be honored. We don't want to pull you out of a decision you made. But you are going to be free to join. You'll just have to take a step and request it. There'll be an easy online form you can fill out, or you can call customer support and enroll. It's going to be a very easy project or process. Also, what if my contract doesn't end right at the time when the program launches? What then? Well, you can finish your contract and enroll later. So if you have a private contract, the program is still available to you. What if I have solar panels or participate in community solar and I get credits or checks? What happens? Am I going to lose that? No, no change. You're still going to get those credits if you get credits on your bill. If you get an incentive check, you're still going to get that. And it's all still going to be calculated the same way. Just because the program is offering a different price than Eversource's basic service, that program price will not impact these calculations. So you can continue to participate in these. And I would, I would recommend you do it. They're great ideas. And as I said before, if you or someone you know or love gets a low-income discount, that discount remains with no change. So what's the timeline? Here's the process. So all the way on the left, we have the town meeting vote. So that's the first step that any community has to take in order to launch an aggregation program. You have to take a public vote. So Canton has done that. And then once that public vote's taken, then you start this aggregation plan development and public review. And as the big yellow arrow shows you, that's where we are now. So we've gone through a process with the town of develop this, developing this aggregation plan and these other documents that I mentioned. And now we're in this required period of public review and comments, which is what this presentation is about. 
Once we get through this period of public review and comment, the next step is to submit all of these documents to state regulators for their review and approval. That's that big green bar there. Sadly, that's a very lengthy process that we don't have control over. And that's not because Canton is doing something different or crazy. There's at least 150 other communities that have done exactly the same thing already. It's just because the regulatory review process is a slow one and it just moves at its own pace. So we don't have control over that. It's a big, long, quiet waiting period. But once it's finished and Canton receives an order and approval for its program, then the town can go out to bid. It means it can go out to the marketplace, get prices in from electricity suppliers, get prices in for the renewable energy content and make a decision about how much extra renewable energy is gonna be each of those um, options, what's each option gonna cost, and when's the program gonna launch, and how long are those prices gonna be good for? It all happens down there at that second yellow bar. Once that contract is signed, that's when that mailing goes out to everybody that I mentioned before that's gonna tell you that you're gonna be automatically enrolled. It goes out way down there. And that mailing will be accompanied by a public education and outreach effort with more public information sessions, materials, social media, whatever Canton wants to do. It's all laid out in that education and outreach plan I mentioned. And then once we get through that period, which is about six to eight weeks or so, then the program launches, which is kind of a more quiet event. Everybody just gets enrolled and your prices change. So how are you going to get more information? Well. That public education and outreach session happens, as I said, about six to eight weeks before launch. It includes the letters, announcements, there's a website, which already exists, by the way, public information sessions, and customer support, which is also available right now. If you want more information now, you can already go to CantonElectricityChoice.com. It's a website that's been set up that will become the permanent home of the program information. Once the program launches, it will have self-service for enrolling, for changing from one option to another, for opting out. It'll have an FAQ, customer support form, all the information you need, prices. It'll also have always the current Eversource price on it. So that's gonna be your kind of your home for the program. Customer support is also already up and running. So if you wanted to go on that website and call us, I might even answer the phone. So I mentioned that this is a public comment period. Public comment period goes until February 2nd, so we have a little more time. If you'd like to see these documents, they're downloadable um, from the municipal website. They're also downloadable from CantonElectricityChoice.com. You can get, pick up a hard copy in the town of Canton's clerk's office, and there's the information for submitting the written comments. Um, and so that concludes my spiel. But if anybody would like to ask questions, I and my colleague Paul would be delighted to answer them. We just ask that you ask them at the microphones. Or if you'd like to make a comment, please feel free to. Hi, Lisa. Um, excuse me, Lisa Lopez, 87 Chapman Street. Um, first of all, thank you for an excellent presentation. Um, and thank you to all the members of the Energy Advisory Committee for such uh, terrific work to get us to this point. Um, I believe I know the answer to this question, but I, I want it to be uh, answered for the benefit of the public. Um, it's clear you, as consultants, have done an enormous amount of work, and there's still an enormous amount of work to be done. Who pays uh, for your services? 
Oh, so right now we are getting no fees. Um, we don't get paid until the program launches. So we work at our risk, and it's certainly a motivation for us to help get these programs up and running. So we don't get paid until after the program is up and running. And then our fee is, we're paid through a, like an electricity broker. Our fee is a tiny part of the electricity price everyone pays through the program. Thank you. Um, and secondly, you talked about um, the users of this program essentially being the residents. Am I correct that our commercial, our small businesses, our large businesses, also have the opportunity to participate if they purchase electricity you know, here in Canton? Yes, that's a great question. This program is for residents and businesses, yes. Thank you. Hello. Hi. I'm Jennifer Wexler, and I'm at 182 Turnpike Street, um, and I want to um, amplify uh, Lisa's appreciation for the work that you've done and the presentation. My two questions are, um, and I'll just tell you both of them and then I'll sit down. Um, one, were you going to review with us what the educational process will be for the town? I thought you made mention that you were gonna talk about that and you, you referenced it, but are you going to explain any more details about how you will do that and what you plan to, what your strategy will be? But the other question that I have is, Will there be, and what is the process to have maybe a certain percentage, a small percentage from this program set into a separate fund to help the town um, fund future efforts towards sustainability and um, our efforts to reduce our, our emissions? Great questions. Um, so I'll talk about the education and outreach plan, and then, I don't know, Tom, did you want to talk about the idea of an adder and, sure. and doing that, how you guys want to do that? Um, so the education and outreach plan that I mentioned, it's a separate document that's available for download that actually does lay out what the educational process is. Um, so during the regulatory review period, um, Canton will be doing, the committee will be doing some general outreach to build interest in the program and also to assess the town's appetite for renewable energy. So that's, that's part of the question to ask the community is how much extra renewable energy is are people interested in? What's the sensitivity to that? What's the interest in it? So that's, that's something that's gonna be undertaken once we get the regulatory review process started. Because right now, getting all the documents together, it's its own big project. So once we can get that over to the regulators, then we can turn our attention to some outreach to the community to see what do people think about this extra renewable energy and how much extra are you interested in? Um, so that would happen during the regulatory review and approval process. And then um, the town also has the option to do tabling events and things with the materials that you see here. So that's something that can happen over time. At the time that the town gets its order and signs the contract and is ready, kind of on the precipice of launching, um, if I just back up, oh, I went the wrong way. If we go back here. So when we're in that second blue bar on the right, that's the really intensive period of outreach and that's because that's when we have that real information about the program. Before that blue bar, before we get regulatory approval, before the town goes out to bid and signs a contract, we don't have program details. We just know that there's an intention to launch it, but we don't have any specifics. Once we get the regulatory approval and go out to bid, then we have all those specifics, so that's when you see all the really intensive outreach 
That's when there's the letter that's gonna go in the mail to everybody that's eligible for automatic enrollment. So you personally get a letter if you're eligible for automatic enrollment. That's when you're gonna see public information sessions. So multiple public information sessions available to the community. There's gonna be social media. There's going to be emails. There will be various handouts that are made in a lot of different places. Um, signs, banners, I'm trying to think of what else, what else is out there. It's, the whole point is it'll be about a six to eight week period of intensive outreach to make sure everybody knows what the program is and has opportunities to ask questions about it. And so that's gonna happen down there at the end. Does that answer your question? I'll say a follow-up. What is your experience in other towns um, that you've worked with or, or cities in, in Massachusetts in terms of checking the appetite. I'm concerned that if you're checking the appetite of what kind of energy mix people want, but you actually don't have the numbers, so how are you actually mm. testing that appetite? And one thing that you should know is that um, many residents in Canton actively supported and, and uh, worked hard to ensure the passage of the article which enabled this program to come to fruition at, to this point. Um, and there was a tremendous amount of interest and uh, a written and an online petition where people talked about wanting clean, renewable, locally sourced energy, you know, class one recs. So I'm just concerned what this would look like and that it could actually have a dampening effect if you're sort of offering a pig and a poke, but people really don't know what you're talking about because you don't have the numbers yet. So that concerns me. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It is a challenge when we don't have a lot of details. Um, so what other communities have done uh, in order to try to assess the, take, take the temperature of the community is um, to ask people how much, one way of doing it is to ask people, how much more would you be willing to pay? So rather than saying the extra renewable energy will cost this much, because we don't know how much it will be, you can instead say, well, how much more than, what, than the cheapest option would you be willing to pay for renewable energy? How much more would you be willing to pay for 10% extra? How much more would you be willing to pay for 20% extra? So that's typically the way we see communities frame those kinds of questions, because you're right, we don't have the specifics. And the question isn't really so much whether to have more renewable energy. I think the program is committed to that. It's really just kind of trying to fine tune before we get to the point that we're signing a contract, fine tune an understanding of our people, like how much of the community really wants to pay a lot and really is committed to that, is committed to renewable energy kind of even if it costs a lot more versus how much of the community says, yeah, we want more renewables, but we're really price sensitive. Could you try to balance renewables with price. So it's figuring that out, figuring out kind of like where's the community on that so that by the time the prices are coming in, we already have a sense of that and then you can evaluate the prices with that in mind. So the, the outreach isn't meant to be decisive, it's just meant to be an extra tool for us to use once those prices come in. And then Canton, once you see the actual prices, you'll be able to make a very specific decision based on that. And then you asked about um, an adder and how the town wants to use it. Sure. I can do this. 
Uh, thanks, Jen, for your questions. Um, I was remiss in not thanking the committee earlier for all the work that they've done to pull this together. So thanks to our friends, Carl, Lila, um, Christine, and Emily's sitting over there. So thanks, everybody, for all the work that you've done to make this possible. Appreciate it. And go ahead and wave to so everybody knows who you are. Great. Thank you. Um, Jen, another thought to add to what Marlene was saying in terms of what the town's going to learn over time is what we hope is this is a long-term commitment. And the initial effort that we're talking about here for everything that Mar Marlene was explaining is going to be our first bite at the apple. So what we're not sure at this point if it's going to be a one-year contract, two-year contract, three-year contract. But generally speaking, most of the towns that we've seen in the region have gone somewhere between two and three years. So what we've talked to the select board about, and I'm, I'm trying to figure this out as well as we've talked, is uh, how much do you know in the first wave, in that first period of time? And there's going to be limited knowledge. And what people say that they're willing to pay isn't necessarily what they do pay. So what I hope is that we'll learn lessons over time and, and continue to adjust as we continue to renew this program into the future. And you know, unfortunately, that's not a solid answer, but I do think it's an important learning lesson that we'll uh, get more information over time and to really understand what Ken's appetite is for renewable power, okay? Um, in terms of the uh, alternative or uh, opportunity for supporting uh, investment in maybe a person, we'll, we'll call this an adder. And so this is an opportunity. The law allows every town to submit a request to the Department of Public Utilities for approval of an adder over and above the what the rate that the um, mass power choice our broker is going to get. And that adder, um, <clears throat> if we don't ask for it, we don't get it. But we're but we don't have to commit right now to exactly what that money's gonna go towards. Uh, I think a back of an envelope calculation was if we were to submit an adder, a request for an adder, which that's our plan right now for the filing, that's what the aggregation plan calls for, and it gets approved, and then the select board has an opportunity to also weigh in, uh, and the different things that you could use that adder for are for a staff person to support uh, renewable and energy efficiency, energy-related activities. There's also an opportunity to use that extra money to fund uh, additional RECs, uh, uh, a way to purchase more renewable power in Massachusetts from the town's perspective, which is an option to do. And um, I think those are the two basic uh, opportunities for this adder to be used for. Am I missing something else? Those were the big ones. So you also do a renewable project within town, like a high school yep. or community building. Uh, and just, I'll rephrase that because you didn't have the mic, but there's also opportunities to invest in renewable um, projects for the town. Uh, for example, uh, solar panels on the new Galvin School, hypothetically. Um, but hopefully that answers your questions. Okay. Somebody else has a question. I, I had another question, actually a comment, uh, again, Lisa Lopez, um, on the issue of um, education. Um, 
resident education, I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I learned recently, to my surprise, through my son-in-law, who is a digital learning specialist at one of the elementary schools, that routinely for parent-teacher conferences, he arranges for Google translation services for close to a dozen different languages spoken by parents in town. So I, I, that really surprised me. I had no idea. And so that tells me that there are a lot of families who would be much more comfortable receiving the education materials in a language other than English. And so I would just urge the committee to perhaps even um, communicate with the school departments about which are the languages that are predominant and arrange to have some kind of translation services available for them. Yep, that sounds great. We have a terrific partner that we work with for translating and interpreting, um, a Massachusetts-based women-owned company that we've been working with for years. Um, they actually provide on-demand uh, interpreting in over 200 languages on our customer support line. So um, anybody who needs that help can also even just call us directly and we'll be able to get somebody to talk directly with them. Yep. And uh, I meant to actually add that the education and outreach plan that uh, does take up that second blue bar on the right-hand side is part of the filing that we are seeking comments on as well. There is a translation piece to that. So one of the things that we had to identify was our outreach. Which groups are we going to reach out to f throughout the town? The schools were the ones that we identified for translation-related services, but we welcome any other community group that wants to have specific uh, input on how which languages to put this material into. Please, we, we want to hear from you, for sure. So that's a thanks for bringing that up. But what we've I only identified right now was the schools themselves have that translation service. But if there's other facilities or groups in town that do that, that'd be great to know. Yep, and when we can obviously get documents translated, also, however, however that needs to happen as well, or get interpreters. So. Hello, thank you for an excellent presentation. Question, when you purchase um, renewable energy, do you have a feel for how much of it comes from local generation facilities versus how much of it comes from purchasing RECs? So, Paul, you may want to answer this, but generally speaking through this program, typically communities are purchasing RECs but you can specify the type of rec that you're purchasing through the program. So many communities like to prioritize purchasing recs from newer renewable energy projects in the New England region versus purchasing recs from outside New England. So that's a uh, something that you can specify when Canton signs its electricity supply contract. You can be in control of that. Um, you can also, within that, either for even further refine it and say, we don't, for example, want biomass to be a part of, of what we're buying. So these are things that Canton will have control of at the time that you sign the electricity supply contract. And we can kind of help you talk through what the implications are of those, of those different decisions. Does that answer your question a little bit? Uh, yes, no, that's, a, that's an excellent explanation. I was just um, sort of wondering about um, our ability to promote new generation as opposed to purchasing RECs, when, which is already 
uh, generation that has happened and been built. So in order to do our part as a town to continue to kind of march forward and, and push renewable energy um, for the state, that, that's why I wanted to know about local generation facilities and if that was possible to up that. And it sounds like it is, but there's probably a, a, a price to pay there as well. Well, yeah, so um, the adder component, that's one where you could potentially make an investment in a local, a very local renewable project. So that's one potential direction. Um, but generally through the program, it's really very rec focused, but remember also that the whole purpose of focusing on the Massachusetts class one recs is to build market demand to support the development of new renewable projects. So it's a, it's a longer term path toward additionality, but it's still, you're still on the same road. Alan Rappaport, Five Bridge Hill Road. Um, for the 150 uh, towns that have participated in the program, where are you finding most of the residents are choosing more the, from the basic to where, where does it fall, do you, do you find? Well, um, I mentioned that each of these programs has to have a default. So it's the one you get if you don't choose something else. Human nature being what it is, the default is where the vast majority of program participants lie. We typically see participation in a voluntary option hovering around one to two percent. The only time it exceeds that is if the town really undertakes a significant outreach effort. But typically the real power of the program is in whatever is in your default. So for example, if you want to use the program to advance sustainability goals, then the renewable energy content of the default is really where to focus the most. Does that answer your question? Right. I think that's where the, ed the education component is the most important to show the people you know, the gains that you would get. Yep. Anybody else? Okay. I guess that's a wrap. So thanks, everybody. Appreciate all your time and attention, and look forward to um, making this a su successful program in the near future. All right. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Thank you.